Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to the Tales from the Honky Tonk podcast. After our week hiatus, we are back. It's your host, Jay Wolf, with the other host, Tyler Lovell, T-Dog. T-Dog, how have you been? I've been good. Um, settling back into the the regular work, work week grind. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a little bit of a hiatus um, from last week, as you guys can probably tell. Uh, Tyler was here in California visiting me, and we got a little bit busy last weekend, so we didn't get a chance to, one, listen to any new music, or two, record. Um, So unfortunately, we didn't get to do another in-person episode, but who knows? In the future, that could happen. But yeah, let's kick it off with our country fixings, and we got a big one for this week with the new Luke Combs album, Growing Old. Wait, is it not Getting Up and Growing Old is the full name? Like the song? Oh, I actually thought it was. It's getting old. So the first half, so the other, so he came out with the album, I believe last year, which was Growing Up. And then this second half of the album, which is Getting Old. So he recorded both of them together and then split them up into two albums. So they go hand in hand, right? There's like that theme where on the first album, there's the theme of like growing up. There's a lot of like youthful energy in this one and this one getting old is definitely more reflective. So you see kind of like that dichotomy. And also if you put the two albums together, they like, like album covers together, they go together. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny because on growing up, he's got a little bit of a smirk, like he's happy and then growing, getting old, he's got a little bit of a frown. So it's like a little bit of a different face unless that's just Luke's face. Could be. I didn't notice that on the album covers, but I don't know if I also listened to growing up or not. I'm pretty sure I've probably listened to some of the songs on there, but yeah, you there you had to there, it was so big. But I feel like basically everything that Luke Combs touches is big. Yeah, Especially pretty much. Luke. Yeah, he is definitely like the top echelon of country artists today. Especially um, modern country artists. Especially modern country artists. Yeah, he does a great job, uh, especially on this album. I think so, um, but just in his career in general of incorporating sounds from like 90s and 2000s country that I think people love and making them modern and like incorporating them in a modern sense. Like I listening to take you with me and that kind of just sounded like a song I would have heard growing up. Um, And yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite songs on the album, but Tyler, you want to tell us about some of your favorites, um, maybe some critiques of the album or anything like that. I don't have a whole lot of critiques for this album. Actually, I really like this album. Um, I guess the only quote-unquote critique I could give it is it was more so just something I noticed. Most of the songs on here seem to have a bit of a slower pace and beat to them, which could be because um, you know, getting old is kind of one of those things where people slow down and people don't exactly think of it as finally. I thought some of the songs had a little bit more of a sadder um, tone to them or just kind of slower and, I don't know, slower and not as like upbeat kind of party music. So could be a sign of maturity or whatever songs I really like on here. Obviously Joe is on this album. I believe going, going gone is on the album as well. I'm not a hundred percent certain. I didn't listen to the full album. I listened to probably 70, 75% of it. Going, going gone was on uh, growing up. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so Joe is on this one. I really liked that one. I liked a lot of the songs. I have to look up the thing to remember most of the names of them. Uh, The one where he's talking about where his dad could see me or see him now. I really like that one. 
And then probably my favorite from the album was um, Back 40 Back, because growing up, or at least the town that I grew up in, it that song is pretty a pretty accurate description of what's going on there now. It used to be a farm town with a lot of small family farms. And um, as I've been getting older, like a lot of the places I used to ride the bus to school on and even driving around and stuff prior to going to college, um, most of those farms I'm starting to notice getting bought up, turned into subdivisions, which is kind of a shame in my opinion, um, especially since it's Nowadays, it seems to be getting harder and harder for these small, like, family farms to keep surviving as things get more and more expensive. More and more of them are finding it harder to, like, break even at the end of the year, and a lot of them are just going under and getting bought up and turned into subdivisions, which I think is kind of a shame. I really kind of enjoyed the whole farm town aesthetic. I'd rather it stay that way as opposed to turning into more of just, like, a big suburb area for Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, I kind of resonate with that a lot. Like back, back forty back is definitely one of my favorite songs on the album for similar reasons. Um, I really like the part where he's talking about finding comfort in like knowing who his neighbor is. Um, I think that's something that I can definitely resonate with. Uh, one of the reasons that I love small town life um, is just like the idea of like knowing everyone. I get that there's some like downsides to that, right? Like everyone kind of knows your business, but at the same time, one, it keeps you honest and it keeps you accountable if everyone knows your business too. Um, it's just nice to have like that communal aspect. And yeah, something that I really appreciate. Yeah, I think of how like there's that, the, the Christmas tree farm in our town that's now no longer there because um, it's becoming part of subdivision and it's growing. Like it's, the subdivision already exists. Subdivision is like double in size because yeah, it's like expanding. Yeah, and it's like, who needs like that big of a subdivision in our town? But so I definitely resonate with with that feeling um, there. And to your point of a lot of the slower songs, I think that that's definitely intentional on Luke's part. Uh, just a reflection of yeah, that growing, getting old uh, aesthetic that you see um, in this album. Another, my probably my second favorite song though on here was uh, "Where the Wild Things Are." I thought that song was really good and well done uh i hope the story's not true i hope that's not like he didn't have a older brother he lost in a motorcycle accident but i also just found out today that he has a son and they're expecting a second one so i guess i'm not really in the loop that much with uh luke combs's life yeah you see the aspect of his son coming up on this album definitely i i, I feel like his, like him having a son is definitely what helped prompt this second part of the uh growing up and getting old saga is like this is like Luke was saying that um, this is like kind of the stage of life that he's in. Um, and you see that reflected, right? Like there's songs like Joe, which we talked about Joe early, before on the show. Great song. And you talk about like overcoming alcoholism, like maybe drinking less now that he's got responsibilities. He's got a family that he's got to take care of. He's got a future. He's not as young as he once was. He's got to actually like focus on his health and focus on like being able to actually get old. Um one of my favorite, another one of my favorite songs on the album is "Take You With Me," uh, because you see like that progression from Luke talking about his father and wanting to go with his father and just be with his father to now like, he is a father and it's his son that he he's taking with him and all that. So I I like the progressions on this album. I like the the depth and like you said earlier, I don't really have any critiques. Any critiques that I have for this album, I feel like I'm nitpicking. 
because I enjoyed it much more thoroughly than any album that we've reviewed so far this year. Um, this to me is my favorite album that I've, I've heard um, this year. Yeah, definitely my favorite album as well. We'll have to see how that holds up with uh, Brian Martin dropping his album next week. But uh, my third and final favorite song of this was his cover of Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. I remember in high school I heard a remix of it, I believe by Jonas Blue and Dakota. So it's kind of like more of a little bit EDM remix. And I love the song. And then I listened to the original song and I love that. And the remix was actually my um, like alarm clock sound for my last my junior and senior year of high school as well as my first and second years of college i think so then and i had seen a youtube video where i guess he had covered this song and i really liked that so i was really glad that it actually made the uh the album because that's actually one of my favorite like classic songs is fast car by tracy chapman yeah i thought that was a really really good cover um some other favorites of mine and really, I could just I could go throughout this entire album. So we talked about Back 40 Back. Uh, we talked about Take You With Me. You, you mentioned See Me Now. Um, I really like that uh, song as well, where he's reflecting on uh, like a father figure. I believe, I think it's actually about his grandfathers that he wrote the song about, but basically about how like the people that these people once knew, like see them in him and how he's just trying to make them proud. I really like that song. Tattoo on a sunburn. Honestly, that gave me it gave me like Kenny Chesney vibes almost. Oh geez, I can't I can't remember the song name now. I'm Oh Anything I, But Mine by Kenny Chesney. Yes, thank you. Anything but mine. Yeah. I, they kind of gave me that vibes because it's like from what I got from listening to it is like this love story, but it's kind of like this love story that isn't like meant to be type of thing, kind of like anything but mine. Or he's talking about like it's like a tattoo on a sunburn where that'd be very painful but it's also like lasting. We've talked about five leaf clover before. That was, I like that song. I like Joe, like we talked about uh, my favorite might be, and this is again, just going through the album, not probably as many times as I could have to really give it a full take of what my favorite song is. I really like Fox in the hen house. Um, I like how like grimy and like edgy that song is. Um, it definitely has like a good, like country, like, rock like anthemic feel like i i would love to hear that live that's a sort of just vibe with live um i also really like the part um that is probably up there too for being one of my favorite songs that luke released on this album uh, i just thought it was a really endearing song it's just yeah i i don't have really any grievances with this album uh, Tyler, what would you what would you rank this album? How many rounds of Jose Cuervo are you gonna give it? I would rank this one eight. And I'd actually like to hand out, which I believe might be the first ten out of ten. In my opinion, to uh, back forty back. Um, nice. I actually really, really did enjoy that song. I actually felt kind of connected to that one. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna rank this high too, and since we're both ranking it super high i'm gonna say that this is our very first very first album very first anything where it's gets to 10 rounds of jose cuervo and i lost count and started counting again and again that's how good this song is or this this album is yeah i highly recommend this if you guys haven't listened to the new luke holmes album please go check it out it's so good but i think it's safe to say that tyler and i are big luke holmes fans in general yeah. i've seen him live he puts on a really good live show um but yeah 
Tyler, is there any other music that you wanted to touch on this week? Yeah, I know quite a few country artists released new music this week. I just haven't had the time. Um, obviously, getting back to work from a vacation, I've been very tired when I get home. So I've been going to bed a little earlier, and I haven't been listening to a whole lot of the new music. But um, Aaron Kinsey came out with a new song. I got to recheck the name on it. It was more of a slower song, which she normally makes a lot of faster paced songs. This was a very good um, like ballad song, though, and I really enjoyed it. I really like her voice. It was called Always Never. It was about, um, I believe it was about like the girl's side in a relationship where the guy's always telling her kind of what she wants to hear and stuff, but he's not actually about it. And then kind of the relationship falling apart. I thought this was a very well done song. I really enjoyed listening to it. I've listened to it multiple times now. Um, I'd give this one probably a 7 out of 10. Might be slightly biased because I really like Aaron Kinsey, but... Aside from that, I believe Lainey Wilson released a new song with someone. I haven't had the chance to listen to that one yet. I still got to finish the new Luke Combs album. Um, And I haven't exactly... I don't know who else released new music this week. Yeah, let us know if there's any... Let us know in the comments if there's any new music that we need to be listening to that we, again, didn't cover. Um, I think it's safe to say that Luke Combs took up a majority of our time this week. And yeah, so with that, we're going to transition to our next segment. Um, so we talked about how we had a hiatus last week. Uh, we weren't on. We wanted to be on. Kind of didn't end up working out. Tyler was here visiting. And... The weekend was super busy. My birthday was last Friday, and I got a special video for you guys. So something that I discovered thanks to Instagram, uh, Instagram Reels, is a bunch of freebies that you can get for your birthday. So I downloaded a bunch of apps, signed up for a bunch of rewards, all of which is free to do, and got a bunch of freebies. So here's a look at some of those that you guys can potentially get for your birthday. All right, freebie number one. Train to cold brew from Starbucks. I added a vanilla sweet cream cold foam. Aligned the cup with caramel, no ice, so it would get full. A mocha drizzle and cinnamon powder. Bottoms up. What you have here is Jonathan's free bumplet, red velvet flavor of his choosing from Nothing Bunt Cakes. Happy birthday! All right. All right. So we got our second bunt cake. Bunt cake. This one's just all chocolate courtesy of the corner bakery and here we have jonathan's lucky charm cookie courtesy of crumble cookie happy st patrick's day all right all right i'm excited about this one habit burger free char burger thank you habit burger i'm excited to get into this in a little bit all right Jersey Mike's sub. Uh, I honestly don't remember what I got, but I think I got a buffalo chicken sub <laughs> for free, courtesy of Jersey Mike's. Thanks, Danny DeVito. All right, fam. So last but not least of the birthday treats, a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. And since my birthday is on St. Patrick's Day, they are green. Booyah. Yeah, I'd say probably my favorite freebie of that group was the Krispy Kreme donuts. I know that we all kind of got to benefit from those. Um, but yeah, Tyler, thank you for uh, accompanying me on that journey. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. having me out there. I love it out there, <laughs> especially when <laughs> yeah. it's 70 degrees on Saturday and I come back 
to Michigan, it's 18 degrees on Sunday. So yeah, we had, we had a great time. I, it was so much fun to, to go to the beach, to hang out. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. So on so last week, Friday, what we did essentially. So after we got those freebies, we went to a local pub, which is in walking distance from where I live. And we didn't quite close it down, but we were there for like, we were there for eight hours, basically. Yeah, we were there for a while because we got there around like two o'clock. We didn't leave until like nine, I don't think, nine or ten. Yeah, we were we were there for for a while, which was fun because it's just like you have March Madness going on. Uh, it's St. Patrick's Day, so you have like a bunch of people. People were super chatty. Um, it was fun to watch it fill up. I've never like gone to a bar early enough to just sit there and then just like as the night goes on, just gradually realize like, dang, there's a lot of people here now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The energy level of, of that place just increased as the night went on. Uh, I think after I like dropped you off at the um, hotel, it, <laughs> I went back around that way and it was still going strong. Yeah, I, I'd imagine on St. Patrick's Day the pub would still be going strong at yeah. you know eleven o'clock at night. What was your, what was your highlight from the trip? Would you the say? highlight was probably oh let's see here. San Diego was really cool. Getting to see um, Coronado was pretty cool. I think probably the highlight of it for me was going back to Huntington Beach on Saturday <laughs> and getting to like experience you know seventy. You know, mid seventies weather with a light breeze on the beach for like right now in Michigan, I would never get to experience that. <laughs> Especially since we're probably gonna have another like three or four weeks of it be well actually I don't know, it's the end of March, so it might finally start warming up. But um get to watch all the surfer dudes and then get to go to uh Fred's up there on top of the Hurley store and have my hangover curing margarita for the day. So <laughs> But yeah, all, was, it was kind of hard to pick out a favorite, really, of like what we did. So yeah, it was a good trip. Yeah, your favorite I, wasn't watching the first two Birdemic movies. No, as much as as, as much as I love Birdemic because of how bad it is, that was not the highlight. If anyone gets the chance, please go check out Birdemic. It's a terrible, terrible movie, but that's what's so endearing about it is that it's as bad as it is. Oh yeah, maybe that's a segment that we can do in the future. Is we review like bad movies. Yes, yeah, so let us know if there's any like bad movies that we need to be watching. Um, like I said, we watched the first two Birdemic movies. I think one of the next ones on our list is well, one we have to see the third. We got to see Velocipaster. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then I want I want you to see Rubber. I know I know JJ and I have watched Rubber, but I th- I think that you'll be very um, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy laughing at it because I don't. Know, so fun story, actually. I I got Becca to watch all of Birdemic from start to beginning. Oh, you actually did. Yeah, we we made an agreement. Um, so she's been really wanting me to watch the show Peaky Blinders, mm-hmm. uh, which I was like, eh, like doesn't really kind of interest me. But I'm so I was like, all right, we'll we'll negotiate. So I was like, I'll watch two episodes of Peaky Blinders if you watch Birdemic start to finish. So we watched the first Birdemic. <laughs> <laughs> she was there was parts where she was like crying because of how painful it was to watch that's funny <laughs> she was like i feel so awkward and uncomfortable watching this movie did she feel violated during the the scenes where they're they're getting intimate i yeah it was like it was, it was super uncomfortable it's like one of the most awkward like it, it's, it's just 
It's a movie that takes itself so seriously, but is so cringy. The, the the thing is, though, is it's a movie that's so bad, but it's it's actually good at making you feel certain emotions, like better than most like Hollywood blockbusters are making you feel emotions. <laughs> like, especially if, if you want to feel uh, violated, the the whole restaurant scene at the beginning of the movie where he stalks the girl out of the restaurant that yeah. uh that, that'll make anyone feel violated so the yeah the fact that the fact that rod who's the main character of the movie like ends up with the main girl natalie is it's strictly plot armor because no girl would ever go for an awkward for that dude being super creepy and super awkward and uh it's just it's so weird man you would be pepper sprayed on the spot so like, no hesitation because on top of that to describe the main character rod he is quite literally like the terminator's cousin this dude has like zero emotions so so there's there's a part so at some point in the movie they rod and natalie who are the two main characters they rescue uh these two kids from a uh, from killer eagles essentially um so there's a boy and a girl at the end of the movie rod cooks this fish that he caught on the beach. And then in the second movie, it's alluded to that the girl died because of how Rod cooked the fish. It's and when we got to that part, Tyler, the, when Beck and I were watching it, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the fish that killed the girl. And they never ate the fish on screen. They also <laughs> they started cooking it. And they just watched the Eagles fly away and the movie ended. They never ate it. It's probably because it was undercooked. Yeah, they probably, they probably or they probably cooked it, it, didn't eat it on the spot, threw it back in the van, and then just drove off, and then like got yeah, home. Like, oh, can you undercook guys dinner? Like, people eat sushi, right? Like that's raw yeah. fish. Yeah, but I don't know, man. When, when they do sushi, they they actually like make the fish cold enough when they freeze it to preserve it that it actually, I guess, from what I read, like kills the parasites. Gotcha. Versus, like, if you leave just like fish or even chicken and stuff out, and like, I'm like, if they threw it in the back of the the hot van and the where were they? They were in like SF, weren't they? They were around that area, yeah. Where they were, in, wherever Half Moon Bay is. So I'm sure it's warm there because it looked like it was about summertime. It was probably like the, 60s. It was probably hot in the car because it was sunny and it was a black van. Um, they probably yeah. threw the fish in the back. Got home, we're like, well, I guess we can still eat it. It's been sit. The the fish has been sitting out. The fish has salmonella now. It's pro- I, I'm I'm guessing that's what got her is the good old salmonella. Well, speaking of fish, I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about fishing season coming up. Oh yeah, so, it is. I'll hand it over it's uh, so I'm like obviously over in California, people are out fishing. I seen dudes rolling around with their brand new Rangers uh, hooked up behind their trucks and stuff but up here in the midwest it's uh we didn't really have an ice fishing season this year at least in michigan we didn't i know over in minnesota wisconsin especially the northern parts y'all did but um you know we're getting pretty close to the end of march here beginning of april so most of our fishing seasons are going to start opening up here in the midwest and uh i'm excited to get out this year excited to get out with the with the crew get the gang back together go rip some lips set the hook on some undersized fish like their moby dick hopefully not sink the boat at the boat launch this year or come close to it like we did last year um yeah, yeah. i think Shout probably in a future episode we're sinking the boat yeah we could yeah more moral of the story is last year jay wolf 
and our friends Sarge and Brandon and I, um, we all went fishing together on a boat that is not made for four people to start off with. It was four dudes, 14 foot flat bottom. That's like 40, like a 14 by 48 flat bottom. So you guys that know anything about boats or like fishing and stuff like you'll, you'll understand it's not a big enough boat for four people. When we left, we were using my truck to tow it. The, the jack was left down on the trailer to my, or I did not know it was left down. So we take off. I'm like, what's this grinding noise? Get out. Oh, look, the jack's down. So we got to put the jack up. Then we get to the boat ramp, throw it, throw the old boat in the water. And I go to park and I come back and everyone's like, uh, we've had a bit of a problem. And I look in the, the bottom of the boat is filled with water now. Boats aren't supposed to have water on the inside. Um, moral of the story is no one checked the drain plug before they had me put it in. We put it in the water without the drain plug in, so it started filling with water. So everyone had wet feet. Um, the trolling motor, motor that we were using is just a regular motor was not installed on the boat correctly. So we couldn't go forward. We could only go in reverse until we got it figured out. Jonathan's line got stuck in the motor. My spool... Brand new set of line, and if any of you use the bait casting reel and put brand new, especially braided fishing line on it, you know the first cast is always the uh, the scariest cast, and uh, mine was no exception. It the spool quite literally exploded. That wasn't cool. But we went out finally after about thirty minutes of being strapped to the dock and ironing out all the issues, and had a nice relaxing evening on the water. And it got nice and dark, so we had to head in because we uh, had zero lights on the boat, except for the flashlights on our phone. Luckily, it was a clear night, and we had a full moon. <laughs> and luckily, there's a light at the end of the dock, so we could find our way back because it was starting to get cold, and everyone's feet were wet. But hopefully, uh, hopefully next week or the week after, we can get Sarge and Brandon on the show. We can all talk about some more fishing related stuff as well as if we catch any big fish this year we can share them with you guys sarge is definitely the better fisherman between him and brandon though yeah honestly brandon's old news yeah so brandon come on the show let's debate it let's talk about it with that we're nearing the end of our fourth episode and as you guys know we like to do our beer of the week so tyler you want to lead us off with your beer of the week yeah, uh, my beer of the week this week. I haven't drank much beer this week or even last week. I'll go with a one from memory. Used to be one of my go-tos. I don't really drink a whole lot of it anymore. That being um, Budweiser, probably America's second most popular beer, if I had to guess, behind Bud Light. I drank a lot of Budweiser back in the day, and ouch, and I just dropped a carabiner on my head. But um, drink a lot of Budweiser quite a couple years ago don't really drink it a whole lot anymore i always wanted they for a while they were coming out with like different versions of it that were in like a little stubby bottle kind of looked like the Coors banquet bottle they call it like the reserve series and i was like hoping they'd keep going with it because it was literally like they came out with them a year before i turned 21 so i couldn't ever buy them finally i turned 21 and then they stopped making the reserve series and i couldn't find them anywhere I was really excited to try them because I heard a lot of them were really good, actually. But, yeah, so my beer of the week will be uh, Budweiser. Nice, nice, nice classic there. Uh, I'm going to go. So my beer of the week uh, is from a California brewery called Epic Brewery. 
Uh, that's E-P-P-I-G uh, Brewing, and it's the 1045 to Denver India Pale Ale. Uh, I had this last week, and it's an award-winning beer. Uh, it's very good, very piney, so that's something that you like in your IPAs. It's definitely piney. Uh, it's got like a nice dankness to it, IPA, so yeah, definitely good flavor there. A little bit citrusy, but not too much. I think the pine is definitely more prominent in that, but it's one of my favorite IPAs that I've had. Uh, so if you are an IPA uh, drinker, I highly recommend the Epic uh, Brewing 1045 to Denver IPA. That is my beer of the week. So let us know in the comments what you guys are drinking this week, um, what music that you're listening to, any new uh, songs. Do you like fishing? What are you fishing for? Uh, we are excited to hear from you guys. Please what's like. What's your favorite subscribe. fishing bait? Yeah, what's, what's your, favorite your biggest bass? And there is one. There is a correct answer for your favorite fishing bait, and we will discuss that when we get the other two on the uh, show. Also, can you eat bass? Let us know in the comments. Oh, well, we, we'll discuss that when Brandon's on the show. That, that'll get a good reaction out of him. <laughs> Definitely. Well, yeah, uh, like and subscribe, guys. Uh, it helps grow our channel and our podcast. Uh, we got some more podcasts brewing in the J-Wolf channel um, that you guys will be able to listen to in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, let, let us know in the comments. Like, share, subscribe. We will see you guys next week. As always, I'm J-Wolf. I'm Tyler Lovell. And thank you for listening. Have a good one, guys.